Hello, party people. It's Maddie. And Fiona. Hey, I don't like that. That's fine. Um, we're coming to you with our first ever pre-episode disclaimer because yeah. we recorded this episode a couple of hours ago. Uh, boy, oh boy, was I very tired at the start of it. Just so a sleepy, sleepy gal. The audio quality you're about to hear and the energy level uh, does improve over the course of this episode. It really episode. does perk up. So Enjoy the episode. Trust and me, the audio quality does get better. At one point, we actually turned the microphone around because we realized it was backwards. So, sorry, not sorry for keeping it raw and real and sexy. Bye, mate. <laughs> well, hello. Welcome to the Cabin Fever podcast. And today, <laughs> we are coming to you from a pit of regret. Oh, no. We. You told me you had something good for us, not something incredibly realistic. <laughs> Down here, it is. It's warm enough, but it's quite dark <laughs> it's not super uncomfortable but there's not much to do there's a little dripping sound in the distance oh god no that would drive me crazy that's yeah. hell that's not even a pit of regret that is hell you may have guessed our energy you really time. told me that you were like oh don't worry Fiona I've, I've got it this week I've got where we're coming from and I thought you might have had something good <laughs> I told you I knew where we were coming from this week I didn't do you think it's going to be of like Authentic for me to come on here today and be like, we're coming to you know, from a tropical waterfall. We've yes. We've been running and jumping into the beautiful crisp water today. But that's the point. We're ne- we, do you think last week we were in fucking Bergheim? Yeah, but that set the tone for the episode. I've got a better one. Real quick. A short one. We are coming to you from the depths of the ocean, both physically and metaphorically. Because it is dark down here. It's uncomfortably cold. Yeah, we'd be dead, but, and we'd be crushed. Oh my god! Death. Okay, we have like a submarine or whatever, but submarines can't even but, go down that far. But Maddie, do you know how heavy the water is? Maddie, <laughs> but there are fish. How far down? And are there we? is a sense of wonder. How far down are we? I don't know. That's really important because it changes <laughs> a lot. We are three hundred meters down. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So not very far at all. I mean, I think you could still say it's the depths of the ocean. It's pretty deep. I wouldn't be like, oh, we're, we're just mm. flitting amongst the in surface. In terms of how deep the ocean goes, 300 meters is not. It's not in the grand scheme. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, so for a little bit of context from where where we are emotionally coming to you from today, I feel fine, honestly. Maddie's not doing great. I'm not, like, sad. I just... Well, she's just tired due to the fact that we did wake up <laughs> about like an, an hour, hour ago. ago. And yes, it is 4.34 p.m. <laughs> So we may have Look, goofed. We've made some interesting choices this week. Um, we managed half a day of office hours. And I know you've come accustomed to... Us being total boss babes. And just coming at you with just like the most helpful, valuable, thorough content ever. But the whole point of this podcast when we thought it up was that we were not going to have to put effort in and it was not going to be stressful. And it's actually become quite a big... A big task each week. Yeah. Basically, Maddie has been doing a lot of work for editing because we do tend to cut out literally around half of what we record. Yeah. Because we record for so long. And then, you know, we're, we're slaving away to give you guys some pretty good socials, some pretty right. good graphics, coming up with concepts. And it is really fun and we both really enjoy it. Oh, but great. then when you remember that we also have Actual other jobs, jobs <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. It's a lot. So... Um, I was feeling a, a bit fatigued this week, so we're going to have a chilled out episode. We're going to talk about some really basic shit. We haven't planned anything. 
But we think it's still going to be great. So I mean, it is going to be great. Yeah. What's your minor win, Maddie? My win for this week is mm-hmm. that it is over. I've had an absolute <laughs> fucking nightmare of a week. And it really is over because it is now Sunday, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. My wine this week is anyone over five uh-huh. or under 80 okay. who uses the word pussycat. Oh. Like, that just is so <laughs> fucking rank and there's no excuse. Because if you're over 80, like, you're so set in your ways and, like, fully just probably detached at this point. Mm-hmm. And anyone under five is just a fucking rogue. Like, you cannot control <laughs> what anyone under five says or does. Valid. Anywhere between there. If you say the word pussycat, honestly, go f- yourself we are really i feel like each episode we are alienating a new person i'm sorry do we want anyone on here that's like i'm not saying it's wrong i'm not saying we're it's bad that we're alienating these people i'm just pointing out that we are definitely alienating people every episode my win for the week is and i ran maddie through this a lot last night i discovered the russian high pass it is i forgot this was what we did all night yeah (laughs) it is so much guys so it is high pass Russia. It, you know what? You think it does what it says on the tin, but it goes so much deeper. It really does. The, what we have learned, right? This is the most condensed possible version because otherwise we will be here for weeks. We have to speak for like three hours on this. I, have, I, I could literally start crying because then I'd have to edit it. That'd be a great episode of me just talking about Russian high pass while you weep in oh, the background. I'm so tired. I'm just so tired. Russian Hype House is basically, seems to be formed and run by Dava M, who's a pop star, um, or more of a musician. And he's a YouTuber. Huh? But he does he's music. He's released music. He does music. But he's famous for, like, YouTube. Well, maybe it's like... Here's the mystery. He could be one of the YouTubers where it's like, I'm not a YouTuber, I'm a musician first, you know? I don't want to shit all over his dreams. I do. Dava M, if you're listening. <laughs> He says he's our age, but he looks like about 36 he's minimum. He's absolutely in his 30s. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like 26, 27. I'm like, that's not what like, we look I'm like. Like, I'm 27, sweetheart. I'm I know you guys thought that we were hip, cool teens. So he's one of the mysteries. He's one of the mysteries. Some sort of guide on the level of fame that these people have. Usually when I want to find out someone's age on Instagram, a tried and true trick is to just go through their tagged photos and scroll down to the bottom because then they're usually tagged in some sort of thing where... From before they were famous from people their own age. Exactly. And so you can see how old they were. Maybe they were even tagged in like birthday photos, but they've got to untag them because they've deleted all the photos on their feed, but they haven't done that much. Um, and I started scrolling and I'm scrolling for quite some time. I know I'm going to have to because he had 11.4 million followers. He overnight gained another half million um, and then I see his most recent photo on his feed in his tagged photos. I'm like, wait a minute. How long have I been scrolling? A long time. I've been scrolling a long time and I was only at four hours ago. I did the maths. He's tagged in at least 50 photos an hour on Instagram, mm-hmm. which is insane. So that's like just a taste of the level of fame that they have. Yeah. And so then Fiona was like, I can find stuff about the... The older girl in the hype house, Olga. Yeah, Olga Bazobo. Who was with Dava. Yeah. But she was like, I just can't really find anything about freaking Dava. Like, where is he coming yeah. from? He's so huge. There's nothing about him on the internet. And usually, like, when you when you Google, I don't know if you guys have tried Googling before, but um, <laughs> usually, like, it's results really from other countries, like, you get them. But there was nothing about this guy. And so then Maddie so had then the ingenious I, idea. I thought, hold on. <laughs> Russia has a different alphabet, guys. So then what I did was I like, Google translated what we were searching from English into like the full like Russian Russian. Yeah. And like then the I Googled that. 
And then we got, then we cracked it. We finally got we into it. it. So we did a lot of Googling in Russian <laughs> last night. Um, and then there was also, the other main mystery is Amir and Sabine. And I'm only mentioning this because, please, if anyone listening... Understands Amir and Sabine. Please just let us know. We Essentially, did make some really good headway on this We made night. a lot of really good headway. Basically, he is claiming to be <laughs> 16 and a half. He looks, Amir and Sabine are twins, to be clear. So they're twins. They both have like funky hair. Like he currently has like half his hair is pink braids and half his hair is blonde braids. Her hair is like black and pink. So it's just like a funky alternative emo-esque look, but Russian. And they are claiming to be 16 and a half, but they're just not. They look max 14. And we're saying maximum 14 as in like a very young looking 14. Yeah. They both look young in different ways. They don't both look young in the same way. Yeah. And if you go back to their photos, like if you look at a photo of them from a year ago, they look max 13. Like that is objectively not a 15 and a half year old. Anyway, we really need to wrap this segment up. But uh, we did hours and hours and hours of Googling in Russian last night. Yeah. Managed to find out that Amir also did start on YouTube. Yeah. Sabine likes to keep more of a low profile. There was one point at which we thought um, Sabine may have known Lil Peep. Now I think that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> We're really not sure on the Lil Peep angle because there was definitely a lot of ties to Lil Peep with but Sabine. But I think the photo of Sabine with Lil Peep may be photoshopped. Anyway... That's Fiona's win for the week. What's your wine? My wine is that I don't speak Russian. That's and so fair. I can't learn more about Amir and Sabina. And I can't really crack this case as much as I want to. Oh, yeah, we kept saying Sabine. It is Sabina. Oh, no, they call her Sab Sabina Sabina. Anyway, that's my win and my wine. The Russian high pass is just so much to process. Do you want me to do Fiona 10.0 while you wake up a bit more? Yeah. Okay. So. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, you sound a big old yawn over there. Uh, to kick off the first actual part of this podcast, I want to tell you all about the thing that I was scheming last night and why last night's new moon was so important. Even though it was in Gemini, ugh, pour one out for all the good signs. I don't, I don't even feel, why do I, why do we hate Geminis, you know? I tried not to because it's the biggest cliche in the entire world. Yeah. Like, Geminis, I'm like, ugh, but then every time there's someone who I'm like, there's something off about you and I don't like you. But Abby Chatfield is a Gemini and I love Abby Chatfield. Yeah, there's an exception to everything. Fair. Like, I'm sure there's some, there's an Aries that we hate. Who? (gasps) True. So, and I, like, love Aries. It's, like, one of my top signs. It's my moon. Yeah. Um... But yeah, every time there's someone who I'm like, oh, so I'm just off about you. It's a Gemini. Fair. And like, it's always like the really quirky ones. Like, there's just something like, ugh. Like, there's this one girl who's a Gemini. She's like, one of the most Gemini things that I do is if I'm using lined paper, I have to write the other way across it. Like, with the lines going down, she's like, it's such a Gemini thing. I think Gemini is just like, mm, quirky. I'm such a Gemini. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. My Capricorn ass is over here, like, charts, charts, charts. And they're just like, I have to write the other way on the paper. Anyway, I'm too tired to explain it properly. But if you are a Gemini, a you may be fine. Like, I, there's no sign that I'm like, 100% no. Anyway, regardless. Yeah. It was a new moon last night, and I have been in real need of a complete refresh. If you are somewhat new here, um, you may not be aware, although I did mention it in our scheming podcast episode, about how I, every now and then, just like to become an entirely new person. And we are now up to Fiona 10.0. Maddie X sounded good. I tried writing down Fiona X, not the one. It just looks weird. It looks like I've done a little kiss at the end. 
Um, and I've been planning out Fiona 10.0 and I'm so excited for her to come around because I reckon she doesn't just wake up before midday. She wakes up at 8 a.m. What? I know. She wakes up at 8 a.m. every day and then I go and I take Calvin for a walk. Crazy. And Calvin's my little doggy, by the way. Yeah. Um, he's a absolute delight. He sure is. Are we, we facing the microwave? I think this is the wrong way around. Yeah, when we used to both have normal jobs, we used to wake up so early. I would wake up, literally, I had a phase of mu- like at least six months where I would wake up every day at 5 a.m. so I could get things done before the work day. I've never done that in my life. When I had to leave the house to go to work at like 7.50, I would wake up at 7.45. Like, I just, ca- I cannot wake up. Yeah. But even s- the idea of waking up at 7.45, I'm like, am I catching a flight? Like, what the fuck? I've just gotten into a really bad pattern of not waking up early enough and not getting enough done that I would like to do and letting slip all my priorities and all my projects. Not letting slip to the extent that you would think. Like, I feel like when other people say let it slip, shit's actually gone real chaotic. Yeah. It's not actually that bad. But for my own standards, it is not where I like to be. So we are remaking my entire personality. But the one thing that is really disappointing about this is I have really effectively mapped out, you know, what she eats, what, how her routine is during her day, what her weekly routine is like, what her passions are, uh, getting different parts of my personality from everywhere. But I haven't got my totem yet. And you may recall from the first episode, a very po- important part of this episode is... Episode two. Episode two is having something that really anchors it down as a physical object. And this object is a massive oversized black hoodie dress because it will be cozy and I can leave the house in it because I don't have any warm and cozy clothing that I can leave the house in because usually I'm not that kind of person who leaves the house in comfy clothes. (laughs) But during the global pandemic, when the only reason to leave the house is to just go and walk and not be inside all day, you want to be a bit comfy for that. Um, yeah, and that's not going to arrive for a while. It's understandable because people are limiting the number of people in their warehouses, and I get it, but I just really want my totems to arrive so my new Fiona can be born. Maddie. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Would you like to talk about your fish? Yes, yeah, so it's not necessarily all going to be fish, so. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a podcast with my six year old son, which is, I understand that's what I'm doing, but still. I'm so tired. Where do we start with aquatic animals? I will not be discussing mammals. Dolphins can f*** off. Wait, no. Um, no, no, no. I like porpoises, dolphins. go f*** yourself. Oh my god. Uh, a beluga whale, abomination. But now we're just losing more and more of our audience, Maddie. Orcas, pretty cool. They're <laughs> really fucking violent. Mm-hmm. But they're on so many kids' products. Like, Lisa Frank does orca stuff. I'm like, that would eat you so fast. Yeah. Um, whales, majestic but dull. They are very intelligent. Manatees, hilarious. Yeah, I didn't say they were stupid, but they're boring. They're not boring. Fiona. (laughs) Manatees. Repulsive, but icons. (laughs) Narwhals. Nothing to say there. They're not real, though, are they? Narwhals. We've been through this so many times. But I keep forgetting. I thought we landed on... Yes, they are real. Yes, they are real. Let me Google that shit. I don't believe that. We've been through this so many times. I don't believe that for a minute. I know I've been through it, but I don't believe it. Is a narwhal a mammal? I've just listed it as a mammal. It looks like a mammal. I think it's a mammal. How the fuck are they born? Do they have the horn when they come out of the mother narwhal? Surely not. It is a mammal. Google Google how they're born. I'll Google while you keep talking. Okay. So... My issue with the narwhal and likewise the swordfish is what the fuck is the point? 
Literally. What is it for? Narwhals are so huge. Yeah, I know. We've been I through. They this... were like seal size. No, we've been through this all the time. I we've... haven't been through the size element of that. We've been through it with mooses, and we've been through it oh, with the, the walruses. Are insanely large. We've been through this a lot. Um, Look at that compared to an average human. Yeah, hideous. It's like the size of the tail. Every so often, actually, I have the realization all over again of just how big a whale is. But I understand. It's the size of a fucking jumbo jet. Yeah. Are you great? Like, what? Whales are insanely huge, but I really thought that narwhals, one, didn't exist, and two, were like a a seal, but with a horn. Seals vary in size a lot. A walrus, which is like the big lad, is like three meters. That's which pretty is, fucking big. No, that's big, but you know, a half seal wall, is three 1. meters 7. is this whole wall. I know. It's it's a big boy. I'm not saying it's a small animal, but it's a hell of a lot smaller than a fucking narwhal. How big is a narwhal? Let me see. Six point one meters. <gasps> this is editing, Maddie. I've had to remove my reaction here because we would have all gone deaf. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, that's what I'm Ew. saying. That's so big. That's disgusting. Is that including the horn? Is it's that exclu- including the horn? Well, the one thing I just read said excluding the horn. Um, wait, let me go back to the Wikipedia page. It's a fucking horn. You could joust with that. Ooh. They're technically medium-sized whales. Ew. The total body size, excluding um, the, the horn. tusk, which apparently is only on males. Ew. My thought in that moment was mm-hmm. genuinely, ew, so I could have swam by a female narwhal and not known it. <laughs> yeah, 3.95 to 6.1 meters. That's really... Well, 3 point whatever is what I expected, kind of. But the That's 6 the smallest. is That's the tiny. revolting. Okay, so I love how I'm like, I'm not going to talk about mammals. And then we like go on a fucking deep dive into how large a narwhal minutes. is. Um, yeah, so swordfish, what the fuck? I, I'm fine with them existing, yeah. but like, impractical. What is it for? I don't know. Maybe they just spear some fish. Yeah, but they can't eat it. They don't have arms to pull that off their skewer. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they could, like, put it, like, there's, like, coral and shit, and they could, like, drag it along that. And I don't think that's it. what they do. I did a big Google on this a few years ago because I've had this question for a while. And what if they just impale something by accident? If they just have, like, a fish stuck on their little nose forever, and then, like, another fish comes and just eats off their nose like a freaking living shish kebab? What? So that's my little thing about swordfish. Moving on to the next one. Oh, a fish that fucking blows is... <laughs> the blowfish. Th- <laughs> oh, I do love a, little, a good old pufferfish. They're yeah. fun. A fun fact about pufferfish <laughs> is that you don't even have to use bait to catch them because they're so fucking stupid. Oh, well, they're really dumb. You can literally the just put... The looks dope right now. Yes, because it's sunset and we're recording this. I love waking up to the sunset. But what's the dumbest, stupidest fish in the whole world? The worst, the worst fish. You know this. It barely even counts as a fish. It's hideous. I'm strong to think of it. Can you just say it? It's so large and it doesn't do fucking anything. Oh, sunfish. Yeah, absolutely. That's Riley's least favorite. Sunfish, why? (laughs) Like, honestly, why? They come in, like, some different shapes. All the shapes suck. They look like a cookie that a child tried to make into, like, some sort of shape, but then it rose weirdly in the oven. What is the point of a sunfish? They're so huge and they don't do anything. Yeah. And sometimes other animals like bite bits out of them. And they can't do shit about it because they're so big and dumb. Yeah. Ew. What's your favorite fish, Maddie? Oh, let's get some passion going. Not counting sharks. Not counting sharks. I don't but know if sharks, fish. Aren't they mammals? Fish. 
Sharks are definitely not mammals. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Wow. Simple mistake. You know what? Do we want to talk about sharks? Go for it. Okay. My number one favorite shark Mm -hmm. has changed. (gasps) Yeah. What is it? Used to be a great white. Mm-hmm. Carcharodon carcarius, if you will. Classic. But then in my heart, I'm like, yeah, great white sharks are dope. Like, they're sick. They're the scariest looking ones. They're massive. Like, you truly don't understand how, quite how big. If you hear lots of random noise in the background, Fiona's trying to find an object to lean her phone on so she can do a hyperlapse of the sunset, sunset clouds. clouds. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, your favorite shark. <laughs> my favorite shark. Sometimes the coolest shark is not always the one that speaks to you. And I realized every time I look at the face of a little tiger shark, I'm like, God bless. They always have like almost a little smile. Mm -hmm. They've got a fun little pattern. Like they're just cute little guys. They still could absolutely tear you limb from limb. Yeah. But they're cute little guys. Goblin sharks fucked. (laughs) Absolutely fucked. Hilarious. Have you ever seen a goblin shark bite? Really funny. Uh, hammerhead sharks. What was the point? I Who designed love that? Hammerhead sharks. Yeah, you have to because it's just like you're so impractical. But somehow e- evolution hasn't wiped you out. Mm-hmm. Try and fucking attack me. Like just try it. You know, <laughs> like they're weirdly large. Like the eyes would be like out here. Yeah. But you could just grab on like a little, like a fucking, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a tricycle. Bar. Yeah. <laughs> and it couldn't get you because little mouth is down here. It's so impractical. It's like oh, hun. Oh. <laughs> So the hammerhead's really funny. And they come in like different shapes. Like sometimes they've got like the scalloped hammerhead where it has like little dents on its yeah. head and it's like, oh hun. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh bull sharks. Oof. <laughs> the bull shark is a tricky guy. Because <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, don't. Um, but I'm pretty sure they're the only shark that can live in both fresh and salt water. Ooh. Yeah. Like most so creatures are, are made for one or the other. Yeah. But bull sharks can live in fresh water for like up to two years. And they've been found thousands of miles up the Amazon. Damn. Yeah. So if you think you should be swimming in rivers. Oh, oh no. Mm-mm. There's a whole show called River Monsters hosted by Jeremy Wade, oh, so good. who's a biologist and extreme fisherman or extreme My angler. My favorite is though, like, a, a lot of River Monster episodes are about, you know, animals that I would consider to be a river monster, but then sometimes they're like, look at this massive trout, and I'm like, yeah. is that really the River Monster we're meeting this episode? One episode of River Monsters, there was a giant stick. A, a giant stick, right? It was so fucking He never hurts it. He like usually lets them go. By the way, but he needs to get the footage of this giant stinger. So he got it in the net. Still in the water, and because it was so packed, he just gave birth. Stingrays popping up. 
does that feel when you're so panicked that you just give birth to just, like it's just so fucking relatable you know when you feel like a stingray so fucking relatable um i have got the episode up can i just play it for myself yeah stop Clever nature. Mm. God. Yeah. So that was stingrays. Um, <sighs> I believe my point there was uh, mm. no one should ever swim in a river. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The energy in this episode is fucking popping. So the television show River Monsters hosted by Jeremy Wade is fucking phenomenal. Not spawn, but if you're, if you're keen... I will, I will promote you for free forever. It's a great show. However, it also really does highlight the horrors around us. Uh, you may think, it's a lake, I'm safe. Mm-mm. It's a river, I'm safe. Mm-mm. Unless it's a man-made lake, like the no. only... Mm-mm. What about Lake Belly Griffin in Canberra? You can still get shit in there. You can still get shit in there. There was one yeah. episode of River Monsters where there was like a completely isolated lake, but because there was a big flood one time, True. a bunch of fucking eels got into it. Or, like, a single shark can get in there. You know? You never know. So some people think that that swimming in rivers is safe. It's fucking not. It's like when people swim in Sydney Harbour and I'm like... Are you insane? It's connected to an ocean with big boy sharks. Um, There are so many sharks in Sydney Harbour. Even if you don't know that there are sharks in Sydney Harbour, you can be like, but logistically it is attached to that really big ocean with a shit ton of sharks. So, like... I don't think we should all be, like, you know, terrified of sharks because they don't really give a fuck about us. But I do think that if you're going to be swimming somewhere understand the risk you're taking yeah like if someone's swimming in a river also another point is that it's their fucking home i get so mm-hmm. many people like a shark attacks me i'm like yeah it's it's in your you're in your you're in its house yeah if you swim at dusk or dawn and you get attacked by a shark that is your own fault hundred mm-hmm. percent you might be like but i got attacked by a shark and i was swimming at sunset and my leg is gone now i'm like that's your fault <laughs> Because dusk and dawn, anytime that's not like broad daylight, is like feeding time for sharks. Yeah, I swim in open water a lot because I fucking love it. But I understand that I'm like, if I got bit by a shark, it would be insanely traumatizing and it would suck. But I'm not going to then be like, let's cull all the sharks in this area. No. So I can swim again. It's like, no, that's their home. Don't kill an animal just for vibing in its house. I feel like I'm not done with bull sharks. (laughs) Okay, yeah, bull (laughs) sharks. They're fucking assholes. Bull sharks are the one type of shark that will attack you for fun. Yeah. They have the most testosterone out of any shark, and I'm pretty sure in the animal kingdom even, but definitely sharks. They have a huge amount of testosterone, and they will just attack you for fun. They might not even be hungry, but they're like, fuck you. So if a bull shark sees you and it's just like not in a great mood, like you're done. You're absolutely done. Also applicable to Maddie. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not because of my testosterone just because i've got a i'm really the temper i'm cranky um a lot of other horrific things can live in rivers too yeah and a lot of the really creepy like fish stingrays even non-pregnant stingrays but even yeah. pregnant ones can be there too as mm-hmm. we've learned piranhas yeah. piranhas are like a really tricky one because there are a lot of misconceptions about piranhas yeah sometimes they're just 
They're so chill. Sometimes they don't care at all. Mm. Jeremy Wade of River Monsters fame once did an experiment where he literally sat in a paddling pool with piranhas and they didn't do anything to him. Yeah. But sometimes piranhas will do stuff to you and they can clean all your meat right off the bone. So you just don't want to risk it, is what I'm saying. Also, a lot of the really scary fish that normally are relatively small and they're not an issue because of climate change and because of what we're doing to all the um, different animals in the food chain, Mm. um, overpopulation, and they're also growing to, like, fucked up huge sizes. So, oopsie daisies, guys. as well, when you're swimming anywhere in the nature zone, you just need to be aware of where you are. Mm -hmm. Because, like, when we went to tropical North Queensland... Riley and I were going to go swimming in this river, and I was like, honestly... Crocodiles. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if there are crocodiles in this area, but I know that Tropical North Queensland can have them, and we don't have reception out here for me to Google, which hindsight also wouldn't have had had reception to call anyone. Yeah. But I'm like, let's just not swim in that. Mm-hmm. There's a waterfall over there, and we can see all the water. Yeah. We can vibe there. But yeah, just like... And then if I was in New South Wales, it'd be a different it'd be a different story. Yeah, in Victoria, I wouldn't be like, "Will there be crocodiles?" I'd be like, "Is there a platypus here?" Yeah, but so just know where you are when you're going to swim in open water or but, in, in any nature water. But also in pretty much any country, you might be like, "There isn't anything that fucked up in the rivers." In my country, if you live in America, you're wrong. There's a lot of really weird shit. South America, don't even think oh about it. Oh my god, Asia, don't get me started. Yeah. Do not even get me started. And Australia. Don't even leave your house. I mean, especially, <laughs> especially right now. Especially right now. The saltwater crocodile is... She's a vicious bitch. I know people say that, like, chickens are related to dinosaurs, but if you've seen a saltwater crocodile, I'm a little more inclined to draw the parallel there. Mm-hmm. They are enormous. They are so huge. There used to be a saltwater crocodile at the Perth Zoo when I was little that was just... It was so big. Yeah. Like, you see these things and you're like, What? Mm-hmm. People in America are like alligators are so scary. I'm like, ugh, give me an alligator over a crocodile any day of the week. Are you joking? <laughs> give me a caiman over a crocodile any day of the week. Yeah. Don't give me a crocodile any day of the week. Mm-mm. Salt water, fresh what water. About Tuesday. No. That's a day of the week. Oh well, never mind, Maddie. <laughs> Let me retract my Absolutely offer. Not. Actually, oh, oh God. my great grandfather in Hungary <laughs> in the early night, 20th mm-hmm. century. Used to have two crocodiles. That's really fun. Were they alligators or crocodiles? I always get it wrong. Bad and we wouldn't do it now, but back then, hella fun. Yeah, because my mom's side of the family is like really bougie, like old Austro-Hungarian aristocrats. I think we used to be like the Holy Roman Emperors or something, and then like someone stabbed a cardinal and they had to go into hiding. Anyway, um, my great-grandfather had two little crocodiles. Mm -hmm. They would keep them in their little house. Um, But then one winter, someone turned off the heating in the basement where they're kept over winter and they froze to death. So pour one out for my great grandpa's crocodiles. I like the the reptile and that element of shit is extremely my shit. That's true. I feel like crocodiles are where our two vibes kind of meet because it's got the aquatic and like the killing. And that's why we both have had crocodiles in our vision (laughs) board. Tiny little croc. My vision board (laughs) does indeed say a big adventure for a little crocodile. Yeah, and I just have the entire, from that same page of the Jetstar magazine, just that crocodile (laughs) stuck in one of my vision boards. I'm saying a great handy hint. If you want to make a vision board, the free magazines that they give you on planes, not that any of us are on planes at the moment, um, but great photos. That's where I get most of my content from, especially because a lot of what we like is travel, but also... Those magazines just have, like, cafes in nice places mm-hmm. and stuff, so we can get the travel and the home deco lifestyle shit that we want. That's right. And Jetstar's magazines, 
always come through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think a good place to round up the aquatic creatures segment Uh is cephalopods. Uh If you're uneducated, cephalopods are the family which includes octopi slash octopuses slash octopodes, all three are correct, Uh, squids, Mm-hmm. Cuttlefish, yeah, which are a fab one. Yep. Cephalopods are fucking wild. They are the magicians of the sea. They are. Octopuses are fucking whack. They just are the craziest little guys in the whole ocean. They can be enormous, but they can fit into the tiniest of spaces. You can see an octopus and you can be like, what the fuck? That's the biggest thing I've ever seen. And then it can fit into a tiny little jar. Mm-hmm. It can fit into a tiny little crack. One time I was watching a documentary about octopuses and there was like a tiny crack between rocks. Yeah. And they were like, there's an octopus in here. It put its little octopus arm out and was like, hello. And I was like, oh, what a cute little guy. And then it starts to emerge from in this tiny, tiny rock crevice. This bad boy was fucking two meters big yeah they can fit anywhere so if you're in the ocean i don't think octopuses live in rivers but if you're in the ocean there could be an octopus right next to you you would never know yeah you would never know not only can they fit into tiny spaces one time on that same documentary this one octopus fit into um a little glass bottle that had a ship in it like one of the ship in bottles and i was like that's the coolest thing i've ever seen well that's like do you remember that really you're gonna hate this but that viral video in like 2010 or some shit with the octopus oh you're gonna be so is it a porn thing yeah i don't want to hear it fiona stop it oh stop why did you bring that up to be clear i didn't say anything she just remembered no i just my brain went what would no i don't want to say no 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 I mean, it is died. now an octopus of note. That but octopus died. It did. If any creature can predict the future, it's going to be an octopus. Mm, yeah. Octopus, they, they have got knowledge that like, is beyond us. No, I, I'm, I agree. I'm just feeling like I don't want to commit to that being the only one because I feel like I might think of one and be like, oh shit, no, that one too. I mean, those weird bush baby things that have the giant eyes and always look like they've just been traumatized. Those can see Possums? something. No, it's literally called a bush baby. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, no, <laughs> possums don't know shit. Possums are the idiots of the animal world. They're disgusting. <laughs> yeah, back to octopuses. God, never say anything like that again. That was horrible. I'm just... You were saying they fit into small spaces. I'm really... Yeah, like, oh, stop it. Hit. Stop. That's disgusting, Fiona. That's not even I clever. I didn't do it's it. It's just disgusting. I didn't do it. I'm assuming you didn't do it or I would send you to fucking jail. <laughs> that's fair. That's disgusting. And I'm not even putting that in the podcast because that's revolting. They called it octopusy after the stop James Stop it. Stop. <laughs> it's making me so uncomfortable. Okay, I'm sorry. You know when something makes me so uncomfortable, my whole feet and calf is tensed up. I'm sorry, Maddie. It's upsetting me now. <sighs> not only does the majestic octopus yeah. have the ability there's nothing I can say that isn't disgusting now you skin me <laughs> they can fit wherever they want to mm-hmm. they can change color they can and they can change shape they're octopuses that can mimic yeah. other animals they can make themselves look like eight different snakes at once it's terrifying they can make themselves look like a rock yeah that brings me to the cuttlefish they're like what's good I'm a little tuna mm-hmm. you may be familiar with cuttlefish as um the 
things you find on the beach. Yeah. If you're in Australia or the thing that your bird likes to peck at, if you're a weird person that owns birds in their home. Side note, that I hate that. People that have birds as pets, it's not like a moral thing. I'm not like, let them fly free. I'm like, if there's no amount of money you could pay me to let a bird in my fucking house. Cuttlefish. Yeah. Rarely had I seen one with its flesh on. Oh. You know? I did not know that they are like a mix of like a wizard and a pope. You look at them and you're just like, what is this? They're so frilly. Oh. <laughs> they're frilly and oh, colorful. Oh. And they move through the water like scoot, scoot, scoot. And they're yep. rippling. That and they, they change colors. And it's like, you're so fun. I still probably wouldn't want it to touch me. But like, God bless the cuttlefish. <sighs> yes, Maddie. Magicians of the sea. Yep. <laughs> that reminded me of what we did in the middle of the night a few nights ago, mm -hmm. which was look up a website that shows you all the people with your Myers-Briggs personality type. Mm -hmm. And also you can see what their Enneagram type is. I'm an INFJ. And I'm an ENFP. And then trying to find, for me, other threes in INFJ and Fiona other eights in ENFP. Yeah. There was more of a trend with Fiona, so I'll do mine first. Mm -hmm. Pretty much all of the INFJ threes that I managed to find were Nicole Kidman, a character played by Nicole Kidman, Gatsby from The Great Gatsby, Gatsby from The Great Gatsby again, the Matt Damon character from Talented Mr. Ripley, and then just a bunch of magicians. Being a three and being an INFJ is a mm -hmm. bit like, I'm just the most unique person in the world, basically. Ex explain why. Like So INFJ is introverted, intuitive, feeling, Judgmental. judging. Um, I'm a very sensitive little darling. Mm -hmm. And then being a three, I will admit, I don't really know much about Enneagram. I just know I am a three. Three is essentially a lot of their basic desires and basic fears are around the way that they're perceived mm -hmm. and projecting a certain image about themselves. Um, and that's not to say that they're like vain and all they care about is like, exactly what everyone else thinks of them but it's like do the right people think the right thing of them yeah it's like reputation and like have i achieved the status that's important to me exactly three is like everybody must acknowledge that i have these skills that are important to me yeah and everyone must be thinking of me in the first place which is not absolutely a typical infj quality no but those i really am both of those things yeah the duality of man am i right truly so the running theme it was basically People who wanted to achieve some sort of status yeah. and accomplishment, but like at what cost? Yeah. Like people basically like pretending to be rich and then committing a murder. Well, yeah, I was saying like or... the, the whole like pretending to be rich thing is incredibly INFJ. Yeah. Because in as and an INFJ three, sorry. Yeah. Because you're pretending to have that if, status. Yeah. If you don't have that status already, then you need your prime thing would be to convince other people that you do and then the other the running magician. theme was mystique it was like mystique yeah. and secret and like some kind of status yeah. but not necessarily it's because most of you is internal and like dealing with shit in your own precious little sensitive brain yeah. but then you the mystique is because normally people who are just internal and have shit in their own little brain aren't going out there and putting their name out there and wanting people to think about them and talk about them. Yeah, whereas I'm like, I need to be in my own little brain, but I also need everyone to understand that my own little brain is the most special place in the world and I'm amazing. Yeah. Which is weird, though, because um, there were just uh, quite a few magicians on the list and I really think magicians suck. And mine is ENFP8, which 
makes more sense than INFJ3, but there weren't that many. Like, I thought mine were quite compatible, especially compared to yours. Yeah. But there weren't that many at all. The main running theme was criminals or people who made an entire empire out of creativity. It really was a direct split. It was literally... Oh, and Anastasia. But I guess she technically did some crimes, like, from Anastasia. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So it was just a shit ton of criminals. Some I'd heard of, some I hadn't. And then Dr. Zeus and Walt Disney. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So uh, who knows what path I'll take? Will it be crime or will it be an empire? I mean, I think it's obviously Well, the thing an is, a lot of the greatest criminals known to us did start off as artists. Yeah. Hitler, Charles Manson. These mm-hmm. people had creative dreams, but for one reason or another, they were wait, they were dashed. And then they went, you know what? Fuck the world. Yeah. Off I go. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, apparently... INFJ. INFJ. I just don't... I honestly do not think that he's INFJ. I absolutely don't. I think Jesus is um, absolutely uh, e. an E. Yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> you know what? We could, this is a whole other episode. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we, we learned about ourselves this week. I think the only... Um, also, I do want to do a whole video about this, but I did learn that every goddamn YouTuber is a fucking ENFP. Yeah. And I'm like, that tracks so thoroughly. And then there's just all the incels on YouTube were another personality type. And it's really interesting how it, how the It was such a common work. theme, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Will is, but I think he might be the fuckboy one. He's not ESTP. It would be so funny, though, because he's <laughs> so the kind of guy who'd be like, Myers-Briggs is pseudoscience. He's not ESTP. ESTP is just the biggest douche. We would not have him in our life. I might. It's pretty funny. Honestly, you know, you kicked out some groups of people today. I've already forgotten what it is. I'm kicking out ESTP. If you're an ESTP, ugh, I don't need that energy in my life. Fair Even play. on the podcast. Fair play. So well, that's our episode. That is it, our episode. We are sitting in complete darkness now. Lit by the espresso martini Kmart candle and the laptop which is just staring at us. Which just has a with- Pinterest board open with the search terms apartment balcony decorating. Yes, so- and several other tabs. <laughs> and Maddie, <sighs> good luck editing this because... You this did- is the shortest we've ever recorded. I know, but you also spoke about aquatic animals for 50 minutes. But I think you underestimate how much I love that. <laughs> so I hope you've enjoyed this episode, guys. If you guys can think of any, like, just really basic topics that we can just riff on that you'd actually be interested in hearing about. We have so many big concept ideas, like international breakups and scheming 101. Like, episodes like that are 1 million percent coming because we have so many big topics to discuss. But we can't do that every week. We can't do it every week because we have other jobs and we want to make sure that when we do those, we're doing them properly. Like, we are actually giving you guys a guide to your entire goddamn lives. So, and we just don't want to burn out. Like the goal with this podcast is for us to consistently actually be able to put up an episode every single Tuesday and have it be like decent. Yeah. Not for us to burn out because we're trying to do something like huge and groundbreaking every single week. Which we will be doing that, but just not every week. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, let us know. Tweet us and ask us on Instagram at HeyCabinFever. Mm-hmm where we are posting some pretty goddamn dope content. I have the best infographic going up today. I'm so excited. Oh God, It'll already be up there. One. It's the cousins Oh one. my God, guys, please. If you are coming from this podcast, if you've got all the way through, go comment. Please comment on our cousins Instagram posting. I really Yikes, needed this. Yikes, the more you know. No, say I really needed this. <laughs> I really needed to hear this today. <laughs> So today we've learned quite a lot. We've learned that uh, stingrays can give birth to live young. And we've learned that we both have ADHD. I can't believe we discovered that this episode. Leave us a review on iTunes if you're listening on the Apple podcast because we haven't got a new review 
since like episode one and it upsets me. Well, <laughs> thank you guys so much for watching. You, as always, you can follow us at Hey Cabin Fever on Twitter and Instagram. Thank or- you for listening. I said that. I said thank you for watching. Oh, well, maybe they're just staring at a little photo of our face while listening to our podcast. That's true. We do look really cute in the podcast photo. And we will be chatting to you guys next Tuesday. We will. See you next Tuesday. Oh my God, I knew you were going to say that. Bye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how the tables have turned. <laughs> oh, I love that. Great.